Wyatt Hunter in the backfield now. Hunter comes in with an impressive 922 yards. Souser handoff to Hunter. He's got it, has more. Wyatt Hunter off to the races. They're not going to catch him. Touchdown, Gurnell. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast number 25. We have a kind of a short short week this week uh, with all the things going on at the end of the week with our high school game day going on. We chose not to have a guest just so we could prepare and have everything perfect when it comes to Friday's outing at the high school on the south side of the football field. So with that being said, let's uh, hear a word from our sponsors and we'll go ahead and get started with the normal week of routines. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PauliaisGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliai's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Maiden and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Tiger Sports Livestream Network is sponsored by Poly Eyes Pizza and Grinnell Mutual. All right, let's jump right into the sports for last week, starting out with Monday the 14th. The varsity traveled to Pella for their Little Hawkeye Conference meet, and those who received honors were Angeli Jones with an eighth-place finish, Isaac Brandt with a second-place finish, and Mary Blanchard with a third-place finish, all earning Little Hawkeye All-Conference honors at the the meet tonight. So congratulations to those three for the cross-country team. Moving on to the JV team, traveled over to Newton High School on Monday night. Things didn't really start out the way they wanted them to. Newton jumped out to a 14-zip start right off the bat. Offensively, they finally got a things going with a couple big pass plays to Jake Green, ending on Alex Smith one-yard score. Newton would come back to have a couple more scores, and Tigers would find in the end zone right before the halftime Cole Johnson to set up at Andre Castinos, uh, PAT. The start, the second half, Smith would find Green for another long pass to set up a, a Smith to Johnson touchdown catch. Newton would, however, answer to the Tigers and find the end zone one more time. Uh, with a Smith to one-yard run. Note from Josh Wardenberg says they started off slow, and it hurt us. Newton is a team that runs very good system, as we all noticed that from fr- last Friday nights. If you start off slow, they're going to get a hold of you and uh, take care of the game. So the mistakes come when you start to press for results and errors. They fought back. However, just didn't get the momentum to finish it off. So the JV team finishes at 4-1 for the season. Have Look forward to another good, successful year and uh, really step it up for the big plays in the future. So Josh is very happy with what the team ended on and look forward to next year's season. 
Uh, moving over to volleyball on the 15th, uh, the volleyball team traveled down to Pella. Freshman team lost the last game of the season, so they ended up losing 15 to 25 and 20 to 25. The A team were not able to take any games for Pella. They lost, uh, but they played hard. They ended the season with a record of eight wins and eight losses. The B team won in three. Even with time restraints, they won 25-22 and lost 25-27. Due to the time limits of the scores, the last game was 8-2. Um, they played as a team, ended the f- season really well with six wins and two losses, and they will have a lot of talent moving into next year's season. The last game on Tuesday night at Pella was the varsity team. Uh, they, they lost all three, the varsity teams. Um, had too many unforced errors in all areas of the game to string together significant runs. Uh, the Tigers returned to Pella on Thursday night for the competition play of the tournament. Uh, leaders for the evening were serving Lexi Schaefer, 4 for 4, Katie Witt, 4 for 4, Daisy Harris, 9 for 10, with three aces. Serve, receive leaders were Izzy Redding, Addie Petting, Natalie Brown, and McKenna. Smith. Dig leaders were Daisy Harris with seven, Katie Witt six, Addie Petting five, Abby Furness four. Setting leaders were Abby Furness with 12 assists, Katie Witt with three. Hitting leaders were Lauren Bolte six of seven with one kill, Addie Petting 13 of 16 with four kills, Daisy Harris 22 of 25 with four kills, and Lexi Schaefer with nine of 14 with three kills. Beat Pella two zip. So this is actually from Thursday's night's game. Uh, the JV team had a strong finish to the regular season with a 2-0 win over Pella Community, 25-23, 25-28. Team leaders were Liberty Griff with Griffith with four kills, Kate Kriegel and Ashlyn Imhoff with two each. Imhoff also is a team leader with nine assists. Defensive team leader for the night was Kriegel with 2.25 out of three for a serve. Receive and eight digs. Kriegel is also team leader for serving at 100% uh, on the night with four aces. The JVB team finished up uh, the season strong with a 1-1, 21-25 loss, and then come back to get a 25-17 tie versus Pella. These girls did a great job throughout the match, and Tegan Glass was the team leader for this match with three kills. Ashley Imhoff led the assist with five and in the match, McKinla Sellers also had two solo, solo blocks, and Desiree Jackson had one. Leading the team when serves with 100% each was Ashlyn Imhoff, Shavi Alter, and Tegan Glass. All right, so moving over to the competition at uh, Des Moines Hoover, the girl, varsity girls swimming finishes six in the North Central Conference meet. So as... Um, when we met with Sarah, she said they swam in two different conferences. So this is the North Central meet, and then they'll have the Little Hawkeye Conference meet coming up. So Decora was first place, Boone second, Newton third, Vinton, Shellsburg fifth, Grinnell Community sixth, Williamsburg tied sixth, and Oskaloosa seventh. Uh, in that competition, the highlights from today included Kylie Neighbors sixth place in diving with a score of 266. Point five zero. Aaron Hinshaw 
was the eighth place diving a score of 240.65. Hannah Gust dropped three seconds in the 100 free with her personal record of 103.55. Emily Small was the eighth place in the 500 free with a time of 616.54. 200 free relay with an eighth place finish at a time of 158.63. That included Hannah Behrens, Isla Eisen, uh, Hannah Gus, and Emily Small in the 400 relay. That same group of girls got an eighth place finish with a time of 426.63. So that was the finish up of Thursday night's meet. Uh, and then jumping over to the volleyball for the conference meet for the girls down in Pella. Started off the night at the conference champion, Dallas Center Grimes, lost two, two games straight or two sets straight. Tigers started off against stronger against Norwalk and then lost the first set. And then the second set, 9-21. to 21. The third set for the Tigers host, played the host, Pella, and lost 8-21 to 21 and 17-21. to 21. In the final match of the evening, they played Newton, a close match dropping a 21-25 and then bouncing back to the second, getting a 25-25, 25-21 win, but dropped the third set, 13-15. Leaders for the evening, where Lauren Bolte with 26 of 26, two aces. Caitlin LaCriegel, two for two. Addie Petting, 21 for 22. Abby Furness, 14 for 15 with one ace. Katie Witt, 23 for 25 with three aces. Serve receive leaders were Izzy Redding, Lauren Bolte, and McKenna Smith. Dig leaders were Abby Furness with 26. Daisy Harris with 25. Addie Petting, 20. Izzy Redding with 12. Katie Witt with 12. Setting leaders were Abby Furness with 23, Katie Witt 18. Hitting leaders were Lauren Bolte with 20 of 23 with 6 kills. Addie Petting 38 of 47 with 12 kills. Daisy Harris 51 of 60 with 21 kills. And Lexi Schaefer with 16 of 22 with 6 kills. So that leads us up to so Varsity Swimming falls to Des Moines Hoover 83-77. This would be on Thursday, October 17th. Recap, Tigers dropped times again and had some fantastic races, but still fell to Hoover. Third and second place finishes from the 200 meds relay with Eisen, Barons, Gus, and Small. And on the B event uh, with Hoffman, Berman, Durr, and McKenzie, uh, respectively third, second and third place. Second place finish on the 200 free relay with Barons, Pavey, Gus, and Small. First and second place finishes from on the 400 relay, free relays with Eisen, Hart, Durr, and Pavey. And then on the B team, Subarian, McKenzie, Berman, and Hoffman. Melin Pavey in the 200 free with a second place finish with a 232.42. The 500 free, she earned a third place with a 644.22. Iris McKenzie in the 200 free with a personal record, dropping 14 seconds of a 310.72. Hannah Gus in the 200 IM with a second place 242.26 and in the 100 breast with a 126.46 second place. Shivani Subararian with a 50 FR with a personal record of 38. 16, Hannah Barron's in the 50 free with a second place of 29.93 in the 100 free with a second place finish of 104.73. 
Ellie Eisen with, in the 50 free with a third place finish and a personal record of 3171 in the 100 free with a third place finish and a personal record with a three second drop of 111.29. Ellie Durr in the 100 fly with a second place finish of 139.03 in a 100 back a third place finish of 133.55. Emily Small in the 500 free with a second place finish of 628.29. Kaylee Hart with 100 back with a second place finish of 128.16 with a personal record and a three second drop. Isla Berman in the 100 breast with a personal record of a three second drop and a 143.68. And their next meet goes on to the North Central Conference in Boone. Uh, the Tigers had a sixth place finish. It was kind of a being a strategic thing due to the state marching band competitions going on at the same time. Only four swimmers and two divers were able to compete, and they did a fantastic job. During the meet, all, all academic awards were given to the seniors of each team that fit the following criteria of a senior, major letter winner, good citizen, highest GPA. So congratulations to Shivani Subararian for being selected to the all-academic team as well as a coach nominated a senior athlete of the year. Congratulations to Emily Small for being selected as the conference coaches athlete of the year. And the highlights of the day, Kylie Neighbor, sixth place finish in diving with a score of 266.50. Aaron Henshaw, eighth place in diving with a score of 240.65. Hannah Gus with a three second drop on a hundred free of a with a personal record of 103.55. Emily Small with an 8th place finish in the 500 free with a time of 6.16.54. In the 200 free relay, an 8th place finish with a time of 158.63. Hannah Behrens, Ella Ising, Hannah Gus, and Emily Small. And then finishing up with a 400 free at the 8th place finish with a time of 4.26.63. Hannah Behrens, Ella Ising, Hannah Gus, and Emily Small. So that will take care of the sports for that day. Also, we just talked about the band competition. So Levi Dressler and the marching band traveled down to Pella and received a Division One. So congratulations to Levi Dressler for a great job with that marching band. And we always enjoy the marching band on Friday nights. I know a lot of people wish that we could put sound out there during the halftime but in the past we've kind of been hit for uh, copyright infringement due to the songs that are being played so we do apologize for that but more importantly we en we encourage everyone to get out to the football games and listen to that marching band along with watching some great football so Levi does a, a fantastic job all right let's uh, take a short break we'll get over to listen to what Blake has to say about the football game from Friday night and then we'll follow back up with uh, sports for next week, and we'll give you a little bit more insight of what the end of the week's going to be with the high school game day. All righty, everyone. We're getting into our recap segment of this past weekend in Grinnell Tiger football plus 3A7 football in general. Um, what a good weekend for Grinnell Tiger football. A 52-14 win over the South Tama Trojans is what happened on Friday night. Grinnell went down to South Tama for the Battle of the Helmets, a.k.a. the Steve Kriegel Memorial Trophy. Wow, that stuttered a little bit. Memorial Trophy. Uh, really good atmosphere going into the ballgame. Grinnell brought a really good crowd. South Tama brought a really good crowd. As always, I mean, when it's a rivalry game, you always expect that out of two teams that have played each other for so long 
in such a good rivalry game. But uh, this was one of the best offensive games Grinnell's had all year. I think more than 650 receiving or uh, yards in total for Grinnell. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. We'll go over stats real quick for the Grinnell Tigers. Cole McGriff uh, went 3-for-3 three three passing, 100% completion percentage, 90 yards, one touchdown, and by far the best night for Dallas Souser. 18 or 13 for 18, 309 yards, four touchdowns. That is a absolutely incredible night. That's a QBR rating of 289. Uh, absolutely incredible. You know, watching Dallas this season, it seems like every single game he's getting a little bit smarter. He's getting a little bit better. And uh, there was there was absolutely no no difference from uh, what we saw on Friday night. It's what we expect, and uh, an absolutely phenomenal showing by Dallas. And uh, if he's playing like this the rest of his high school career, watch out. I mean, we could have a really really good uh, high school quarterback here on our hands. But again, 309 yards, four touchdowns, absolutely phenomenal night by Dallas Souser. Rushing, Wyatt Hunter did it again. 20 rushing attempts, 221 yards, three touchdowns. Not exactly his 321 uh, last week, but you know what? We'll take it. 221 yards, three touchdowns. His longest touchdown was an 80-yard run that if you were watching from the stands, you probably didn't think he could make it because it looked a little sketchy, but he did. And it, what a phenomenal night by Wyatt. Uh, everything pointed toward his direction, and uh, he's kind of running at will at almost some points. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal night by Wyatt Hunter. On the receiving end, a lot of people got in the action. Owen Kaufman had two receptions for 61 yards. He had a touchdown. Wyatt Hunter had two receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. He had one off a screen play. Parker Johnson had two receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. Cole McGriff had six receptions for 137 yards and one touchdown. Richard Toe had one catch for one yard and uh, A.J. Wilkins, three catches for 38 yards. He had a touchdown. And how about Blake Wilson at the tight end position? One reception for 15 yards. Uh, so, I mean, pretty solid night. I like Blake Wilson. <laughs> that little short tight end play uh, surprised me. I mean, he, he kind of moved like a tight end. I don't know. I like tight ends. So I got a little excited when Blake Wilson had a 15-yard reception uh, for Grinnell. The game overall was, uh, you know, a little scary to start. Uh, South Tama two times this year beforehand, I think Pella and Newton, uh, started the game with a opening kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, that was the same thing that happened here. Grinnell kicked off on the opening kick, and South Tama took it all the way back for seven. Uh, you know, as a Grinnell fan, you get a little uneasy, but that was really the all, all that South Tama wrote. From there, it was all a defensive stand by Grinnell. Um, an absolutely well put together offensive game, both on the or I mean offensive and defensive side. Uh, quickly, want to give my thoughts to uh, Dodge Souser. Dodge went down, I believe, in the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter, with an injury. He had to be helped off the field and was then taken to the hospital. Uh, I, it's not a broken bone. That's the good thing. Uh, it's just I think it's bruised pretty bad. It'll be interesting. I have no official word if he's going to play Friday, but I would keep hopeful that, uh, you know, Dodge is a really, really strong guy. He's tough, uh, and I guarantee he more than anyone wants to be out on the field on Friday night. So I I don't know. He's It's still up in the air, but do not be surprised if we see number 75 come out and play next week, which would be – or this week, which would be absolutely astounding about what happened on Friday night. I mean – this this guy was literally Dodge was in pain on the middle of the field and we all knew that something was wrong. Uh, his teammates were so supportive of him. 
man gets taken to the hospital. It's not a broken bone, which we're so relieved. And now he might come back and play against Pella. It, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and even if he doesn't play, what a season Dodge has had. And uh, we really hope for a speedy recovery, which I assume Dodge is going to be working hard to get that leg or that uh, foot or whatever all healed up. Overall scoring, Owen Kaufman had six points. Wyatt Hunter, 24. Six points for Parker Johnson. Mads Knudsen had two total points. Cole McGriff had six total points. And A.J. Wilkins had eight total points. Logan Estelle did not lead the team in tackles. He only had three. All the tackles went to Eli Rose, who had six. Not really a big standout night in terms of tackles. Nobody had more than eight tackles. It was just an overall broadband of different types of tacklers. Cameron Stevenson, though, did have the only sack on the night. Owen Kaufman had an interception, I believe his second or third on the season, I believe, so good for Owen. Uh, And then Mads went two for four on field goal attempts on the night. Mateus Durr had eight kickoffs for 330 yards. Mads had one kickoff for 44 yards. Cole McGriff had one punt that went 67 yards. Uh, The wind really was a factor, and in that case, it really helped him. Kickoff returns, Logan returned one. Logan Estell returned one for 13 yards. Parker had one kickoff return for 18 yards, and Cole McGriff had one for five yards. Parker Johnson also had one punt return for zero yards. So overall, overall, a very good victory for Grinnell. 52-14 to 14 was your final score. The Tigers moved to 6-2 and two on the year. We'll give a quick talk about the Pella game, but I'm not going to give my picks because, I'll, again, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, but Grinnell wins 52-14. to 14. South Tama falls to 0-8 on the season. Grinnell moves to 6-2. and two. Uh, Going to the other games in the district, Pella took on Newton, the Cardinals. Uh, what a game for Pella. Uh, Ryan Mace went 6-for-14, 42%. Not, not great. 185 yards and three touchdowns. Ryan Mace is one of the better quarterbacks in 3A7. He's only a junior. Uh he can make mistakes. I've watched him on huddle, but, I mean, man, he's good when it counts. He's going to be hard to handle this next week. And then rushing, it's kind of like Newton. It's a not a three-prong attack. It's like a seven-prong attack. Uh, River Baker, the senior, seven rush attempts. He had the most all night for 44 yards and a touchdown. Nolan Clayberg, the sophomore, six rush attempts for 62 yards. And then Aaron Downs, the junior, three rush attempts, 36 yards, and two touchdowns. So uh, everybody else mostly had negative yards. Aiden Pollock, the sophomore, six rush attempts for 55 yards. I, I haven't seen his name a lot, so I assume he went in near the end of the game for gar- garbage time or something like that. But uh, a good rushing game for Pella. I mean, the stats don't jump off the page uh, in terms of this game. Newton's defense really isn't the greatest. Receiving is Logan Shetterly, the senior. Three receptions for 116 yards and three touchdowns. Logan Shetterly is the best receiver in 3A7, and there's no doubt about it. So, uh, again, when I talk about Grinnell and Pella here in a little bit, you know Shetterly's name is coming up. Uh, scoring, obviously, Shetterly had 18 points. Aaron Downs had 16. Tackles, not really, again, anything that jumps off the page. Levi Roos, the junior, had five tackles. That's the most for them. Uh, Grant Nelson, the junior, had a sack, and Levi Roos had a sack. Warren Page had an interception for uh, the Dutch uh, Silas Vanderhoff, two for four on field goal conversions. Uh, and then everything else as I keep going down the page. Ryan Mace, the quarterback, is also their punter, by the way. He had one punt for 35 yards. Uh, going on Newton's side of the ball, let's see what Newton had statistically. I can't give you South Tama stats, by the way, because they have not had them on 
uh, what am I talking about? Quick stats. They have not had him on quick stats yet. Uh, so for Newton, Kyle Long went three for nine, one interception. Uh, Jarrett Antle, 52 yards. Logan Cummins, 63 yards. Dylan Farver, 40 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Julian Hodgkin, who was very explosive of against Grinnell, only had one reception for 13 yards. And uh, overall, just a rough night for Pella. But they did get in the backfield. Two sacks. Gabe Abrams had one sack. And Xavier Aguelo, uh, he had one sack as well. So, I mean, overall... Newton, obviously not as good as they were last year, but I feel like they're they're growing. They have a lot of sophomores on their team, a lot of juniors, uh, but a rough loss for Newton nonetheless. And then finally, Oskaloosa took on uh, – what am I trying to say? Oskaloosa took on Knoxville. If you were a Grinnell fan, you were rooting for Oskaloosa, <laughs> or you were rooting for Knoxville to beat Oskaloosa to give Grinnell just a little bit more help. I'll talk about the standings here in a little bit. But 30-14 to 14 was the final score. Oskaloosa, William Schultz, 6 for 14, 104 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. And that's what really hurt Oski, but at the same time, it didn't. Uh, Tyler Miller, though, 15 rushes, 111 yards, two touchdowns. And despite William Schultz not being good in the air, he's good on the ground. 22 rushing attempts, 188 yards, and one touchdown. So that really helped uh, Grinnell, or that really helped Knoxville, excuse me, but technically didn't. Knoxville made this game close, but they pulled away late. Uh, not really any other big stats that jump off the page for Oskaloosa. You know, Knoxville started really start really strong. I mean, a solid 4-0 start, and now they've lost three out of the past four games. Their only win coming over South Tama. They're going to try to salvage their season. I mean, it's already a good season. They're already better than they were last year. They're just going to try to salvage something with a win against Newton. And then if I'm a Knoxville fan... And if I'm a Knoxville player, you really want to see a win over Newton to end your season because I feel like they they got to get something going uh, to end the year on a positive note because once they've hit district play, it has all been downhill. So coming on to the games this upcoming week, well, I guess we'll talk about the standings. These are the official standings off the Iowa High School Athletic Association. Again, I do not have uh, rankings. The RPI is not out till I think, noon today. I'm recording this right now at 11.35 this morning on a Monday, so nothing out yet. But here's the District 7 standings. Pella is 4-0 in the district. They're 6-2 overall. Grinnell has the second-place spot. They are 3-1 and 6-2 as well. Oski 5-3, 3-1. So here's how this all shakes out. Newton's 3-5, but a 1-3 record in the district. Knoxville has a 1-3 record in the district at 5-3. And, and then South Tama at the bottom at 0-4 in the district, 0-8 overall. So I guess we'll just transition on to this week. Everybody's asking about the playoffs. It's still very up in the air, but here's how this whole situation works out. Uh, Pella currently is obviously on top. No matter what, Pella is making the playoffs. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're making the playoffs. For Grinnell to make the playoffs, Grinnell has to beat Pella. And it seems, I know, it's like crazy. Grinnell has to beat Pella to make the playoffs. Grinnell sits 3-1 and one in the district, tied with Oskaloosa. Oskaloosa has the tiebreaker as of right now. If the playoffs were to start this week, or if the playoffs like, result schedule came out today, Oskaloosa would be in, despite Grinnell being higher because of their overall. Oskaloosa has the tiebreaker between Grinnell. I'm telling you, if Grinnell beat Oskaloosa, we wouldn't be in this problem, and Grinnell and Pella would already be locked in the playoffs. But Grinnell sits at 6-2, 3-1 in the district, 
Oskaloosa wins the tiebreaker because they beat Grinnell 35-16 to earlier this year. If Grinnell beats Pella, Oskaloosa would not get in the playoffs because Oski didn't beat Pella. Pella beat Oski 35-3. to Oskaloosa wouldn't then have the tiebreaker over Grinnell because the Oskaloosa would just not. So if you're a Grinnell fan and you want to make the playoffs, you're either going to need Oskaloosa to lose this week against, I believe, uh, I think, South Tama. Yes, you're going to need Oskaloosa to somehow lose to South Tama, or Grinnell's going to have to beat Pella. Grinnell Pella is for the district title. It's crazy, but yes, Grinnell would beat Pe- if Grinnell beat Pella because Grinnell would beat Pella. Grinnell would have that tiebreaker. Pella beat Oski, therefore Grinnell would be the top team. So if Grinnell's going to win the district, Grinnell's going to have to beat Pella. If also if Grinnell's going to make the playoffs, they have to beat Pella. So basically, if Grinnell wants to make the playoffs, set in stone, beat Pella this week. If you don't beat Pella, we're not making the playoffs. But either way, I mean it's still a good season. Six and three is good. Grinnell and Pella will fight for the district title this Friday at 7.30 at T.T. Cranning Field. Uh, Talking about the other games, Newton takes on Knoxville. Uh, That'll be whoever finishes for fourth in the standings. Whoever wins that, like I said, yeah, finishes fourth in District 7. Oskaloosa pretty much has third or second place locked up. South Tame is not going anywhere. So Grinnell's either going to finish second or third in the standings. Or actually, check that. Grinnell will either finish first in 3A7 or third in 3A7. Or, I mean, either way, that's that's not bad. So uh, we're going to give my quick picks on these games. Just kidding, we're not going to give them. Because uh, this Friday, 6 o'clock to 7.15, the Grinnell Tiger Booster Club, the Tiger Football Club, and the Tiger Sports Livestream Network will be hosting a high school game day experience. 6 o'clock to 7.15, outside of TT Cranning, on the south side of the stadium, just outside the fence, kind of by the, the main gate. Um, it's going to be a blast in that whole grass area. We have food, we have uh, concessions, we have giveaways, we have coaches coming up, including uh, uh, Trent Edson, Brandon Sharp. We're having all the coaches and some of the players from uh, third through eighth grade come up and talk and tell us how their season went. Uh, Brandon Sharp, like I said, he's going to be unveiling the new uniforms this season for the Grinnell Tiger basketball team. Coach Souser is going to come up at 6 o'clock. Right when the show starts, he's going to talk about the game. We're going to have possibly the Pella AD and Chris Kaufman present the helmets for both these two teams at the beginning of the show. Uh, Like I said, we're going to have giveaways. We're going to give out T-shirts from the Tiger Sports Livestream Network, uh, Tiger Football Club, and Polly Eyes. Our celebrity guest picker will be Joey Polly Eye, giving picks at the end of the game. Denny Conway will be our headgear pick, uh, technically our Lee Corso. He'll be on the show at the very end of the show when we're wrapping up at 7.15. The GHS cheer squad will be there. The marching band will be playing. And what else? Am I missing? We're going to have a lot. Let's just say that. We're going to have a lot. And when you come to the game and when you come to game day, put your name into a raffle for a possible chance to win a signed football by the entire Tiger Varsity football squad. So uh, we expect a lot of people to come out. We're trying to get the uh, uh, news team, WHO, to come out, not only because of game day, but it's going to be a great football game, uh, which I'll talk about here in a second. But 6 o'clock to 7.15 on Friday night, October 25th, high school game day is coming to Grinnell High School. We'll be putting signs up around town here soon, probably today or this afternoon on this Monday. So uh, make sure to look out for those. We would love, 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 love if everyone came out and supported it. It'll be a really fun time, and uh, it'll be me, or myself, Dan Walker, 
Ben Latimer is going to be our quote-unquote bear, and then uh, we'll have, obviously, people circulating in through the desk, and then Denny Conway will be our headgear pick at the end. Will he choose Pella? I don't really know, but we will have the tiger head on hand if Denny's going to put that tiger head on. So we hope everyone comes out. Uh, again, October 25th, 6 o'clock to 7.15. We're going to try to get one of the news stations there. Uh, I'm, we're bringing over a few students from Marshalltown Community College to help film the thing, so it will be archived. Uh, but, yes, all of that on Saturday or on Friday, October 25th, 6 o'clock to 7.15. And do not worry, because after that is finished, my dad and I will be racing up to the booth, and we will be calling the game 7.30, Tiger Sports Livestream Network, the District 3A7 title between your Grinnell Tigers and the Pella Dutch. So I will save my picks for Friday night because we're all going to give our picks, plus games around 3A or 4A if, like, Waukee's playing Valley. I don't know, Dowling playing Valley. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but we'll get all that figured out. But anyway, let's talk quickly about the games that are going on this week. Newton taking on Knoxville. 3-5 and five, Newton, 5-3 and three, Knoxville. This is going to be one of the better games of the week, in my opinion. Uh, Newton looked not great against Pella. Knoxville, not great against Oskaloosa. I'm going to take Knoxville because it's at home, and I just feel like Knoxville can maybe make you know a little bit of a a little bit of a more offensive stand than Newton can. Anton Knoxville's defense is not that good. Newton's defense is not that good. This game might be up in the 40s, possibly for scoring. Uh, but I'm going to take. I'm not going to take anyone. I'm not going to take anyone. I said that earlier. I'm just going to say Knoxville is the better team, but Newton will hang in there. This is a really tough matchup, and we'll just have to see what happens. Oskaloosa taking on South Tama. Oski trying to finish six and three. South Tama just trying to get one win before the season. Uh, Oskaloosa or South Tama, by the way, football and basketball combined have now lost 45 straight games combined. That that's that's crazy. Uh, they're going to get there one day. If anything, they'll probably win in basketball this year to break that streak. But anyway, uh, South Tama, Oski, look out for Oski's running game. South Tama, they're going to have to run. They're going to have to pass. They're going to have to pull out all the stops to beat Oskaloosa. Let's just say that. And then finally, Grinnell versus Pella. We'll talk about that a lot on Friday night. I'm telling you right now, here's your keys to the game. Pella's Ryan Mace can't run the football. That is a big win for Grinnell because running quarterbacks have killed Grinnell this year. Grinnell's going to have to stop the running game. The passing game, Logan Shetterly is going to have to get locked down by either Parker Johnson or A.J. Wilkins or Logan Estelle. You're going to have to get the lockdown. The linebacker play has to be absolutely phenomenal. The D-line has to be absolutely phenomenal. And the offense has to have one of the best nights they have ever had. Wyatt Hunter has to rush the be able to rush the football, and Dallas Souser can make little to no mistakes and has to make wonderful throws and be have his best game that he's had this year. That is how Grinnell's going to beat Pella on Friday night. The District 3A7 game, Grinnell hasn't beaten Pella since 2012. I'm just saying, this is going to be an insane football game. I bet a lot of people are going to say Pella's going to blow out Grinnell, but I can tell you right now, I don't think that's going to happen. 3A7 district title game, Friday night, Grinnell versus Pella. So anyway, that's going to wrap up the quick recap for this weekend. Again, I can't give RPI because RPI is not out yet, but expect a... Probably around 20th ranked Grinnell versus a 10th ranked Pella. Somewhere around there is what I'm going to say it's going to happen. Should be a great night. Come on out to TT Cranning on Friday, October 25th. This Friday, not only for high school game day, but come and support the Tigers in one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game Grinnell's played in since their playoff games back in 2012 and 2013. So anyway, that'll wrap it up. I'm Blake Walker. 
High School Game Day is coming to Grinnell on Friday. We hope to see you all there. I'll send it back to my dad to finish it up. Thank you guys so much for listening to the recap segment. All right, Blake, thanks for that update on the South Tama game. That was really an incredible game for those who didn't get up to go watch it. Blake had a uh, video he put out on the highlights. All I can say is, wow, some pretty awesome running, nice receiving. Good game, good game for the Grinnell Tigers to finish out on the road. And hopefully that's not our last road game. We'll be heading out to a playoff game here in the future. All right, let's take a break. Hear a word from our sponsors. We'll get right back in, catch up with sports that are going on for this week. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PolyEyesGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at PolyEyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. The Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast is brought to you by Polly Eyes Pizza and Grinnell Mutual. Thank you, Polly Eyes and Grinnell Mutual, for sponsoring the Tiger Sports Livestream podcast every week. All right, sports coming up for this week and activities. Uh Nothing going on tonight, the 21st. Uh, Tuesday, the 22nd, the swimming team has their varsity conference meet. This would be the little Hawkeye conference. It's at Indianola YMCA versus Indianola, Newton, and Oskaloosa. Wednesday night, they have a varsity regional tournament. This would be for uh, against Newton. So the oddity is, I know some people are thinking, why is there something on a Wednesday night when they start to have tournaments district play, things like that, That's it's kind of unavoidable. It makes the, the timing work out correctly in the end, so there are some times that they have Wednesday night events. On that same night is also the cross-country state qualifier. They travel over to Solon. When we visited with Coach Trent Edson, he said there's two places they probably go to, either Pella or Solon. They were chosen for the Solon High School, so we'll follow them. That's a 4 o'clock start time on Excuse me, that is on Thursday the 24th, so it's not on Wednesday. My page got flipped over. And then finally on to Friday night, October 25th, 4.45 start time for the ninth grade football team against Pella. And then we'll slip in there at 6 o'clock to 7.15 with our high school game day. Come out and join us. We're going to be on the south side of the fence. We have a ton of things going on. So... Just to give you a little recap, we have special guests, all grades football teams, third and fourth grade flag football, fifth and sixth grade tackle football, and then seventh and eighth grade football teams and their coaches are going to be there. Uh, Levi Dressler is going to bring the band over a couple times to play the Tiger Fight song, and we'll catch them in the beginning, catch them in the end. 
The, the cheer squad's going to be there to do a couple cheer routines. Coach Brian Saucer will be there around 6 o'clock to get everything's rolling. Varsity boys and girls basketball coaches are going to have a, a, a minute on the stage to tell us what their upcoming seasons are like. Grinnell Football Club, so it's either Mark Copeland, Paul Copeland, could be Donnie Smith. Uh, someone's going to be there for that Grinnell Football Club. Joey Polly is going to come and see us at 7 o'clock. Joey's been an incredible sponsor for all Tiger sports. Uh, and then we have a special guest sitting on the desk, so it's going to be myself, Blake Walker, Ben Latimer is going to be playing the bear. He's going to be spinning the tunes, having an incredible atmosphere going on. And Danny Conway is going to be our, our own very Lee Corsell that's going to make the headgear pick. And in the background of all this, I'm just throwing out a huge uh, thank you ahead of time. Craig Seek is going to be our producer that just keeps everything moving. Uh, the Grinnell Booster Club is going to be selling uh, concessions, hamburgers, hot dogs, everything you'll be able to go in through the back door of the concession stand to get that stuff. Prizes and giveaways. We have Tigers uh, Sports Livestream Network t-shirts we're going to be tossing. Tiger Football Club shirts will be tossing. Um, Poly Eye shirts we're going to be tossing out. And here's the big thing. Come sign up when you get there. There will be a chance, a chance, we'll pull it out of a, a hat to see if you could win a signed 2019 Grinnell Varsity football team football. So signed by the whole team, the coaches. We're going to be giving that away in the end after the headgear pick. And while you're doing getting ready and prepare for that, before you leave the house, look in your cabinets, see if you have any type of non-perishable foods. We're doing this kind of in, in conjunction with the Grinnell Curtain Club. They're going to be out the driveway as you walk up to pay, and they're also going to have another stand just right off the side of us collecting non-perishable foods and donations for those who don't want to bring a can of food. And it's all goes to a great cause called Trick or Treat so your kids can eat. So all those things are pertinent things going on at the high school game day, and that leads up to the big game that starts at 7 30 against Pella, and this is also senior night for all band members, cheer squad, Tiger Paws, and football team. So come on out, join that evening. It'll be a great night of activities at the TT Cranny football field. Saturday night, finishing out the week, uh, 8 a.m., the music uh, choir people, they travel over to Washington High School for the All-State Music Auditions, and that would be involved with uh, uh Coach or teacher, Roger Henderson's involved with all that. So um, good luck to those guys as they travel out on the road. All right, that is the week in sports coming up. And we encourage everyone to come on out to TT Cranny Field, plus follow all those sports and activities going on. It's going to be a great week right here in Grinnell Tiger Country. So for myself, Dan Walker, Blake Walker is in and out on this podcast and the rest of the crew here at the Tiger Sports Livestream Podcast. We thank you for joining in, and have a great week. Souser handoff to Wyatt Hunter. He is going to have the first down and more. Wyatt Hunter, foot race. And he is going to be driven down to the ground. It's a first down and more. And do you say one of the biggest plays of the night? They might be thinking it's over here. Honestly, you have the win at your back. Souser, though, handoff to Wyatt Hunter again. Wyatt Hunter with the block. He is not going to be touched. Touchdown, Grinnell! This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network and he uses.
use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.